Well, 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 well. Here we are again. Number four. You think Number we make four. it this far? I never thought I'd be working with you in any way, shape, or form. Better than you expected, right? Um, no. Really? Yeah. Well, I, no. I would have thought it. No, it's good. This is like the least, you know, significant thing in my career. As opposed, to, this is a pretty big deal for you. To you be think this with, is a big deal for me? To be working with a headliner, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you think you could secure some uh, some road work? Great. Now I can not even feature. You, now you can MC for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where are you performing at anytime soon? I'm just wondering where people can go using promo code free. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big issue, right? Right, right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Steve's a big... I mean, this is as good as it gets. What? <laughs> what are you talking you about? You heard me. You heard me. Yeah. I, I'm excited. No, ba- no you're somebody I work with that when I go to a club and I see them drawing the curtains to make right? the showroom smaller, you're the one that gets happy about that. <laughs> I do get happy when I know that the ticket sales are low. Why, why would you get happy about that? That's know. awful. Because I still make the same crappy money. Yeah. It's the gentleman's dojo. You're <laughs> <laughs> on all things comedy. Yeah. I have to promote the show. You're obviously. Uh, where are you headlining this week? Uh, I'm not I'm in town. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm welcome back. Mood. I'm in a good mood. You can, you can try and break me, but you won't. Try and break you? Yeah, you could try to you know make fun and all yeah, that. Yeah, the stuff. industry has already done that. Um, what TV show are you working on these days? Uh, you're, pitching, you're writing a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah pitching too, yeah. Pitching to who? Yeah. Uh, I had a show on the air that that ran for three years, Gary. I don't know if you remember that. Um, I don't, and uh, nor does anybody else. My my parents do. (laughs) It's still on their DVR. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah. Rumspringa. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you always bring that up? Will you tell the folks what Rumspringa is? Rumspringa was uh, an episode that we did on Sullivan and Son, maybe first season or second season? I think second, yeah. And the idea was a a girl, a very uh, pretty girl, has to go on her rumspringa to, I don't know. I don't even think the writers knew what the hell it was. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was one of many, many bad episodes Okay. as part of the collection. I had a great time on the show. I loved it. You did? And working on, yes, I did, Gary. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You're in the minority. Uh, talk around to some of the other cast members after a few drinks. They'll tell you. <laughs> they will definitely tell you. Yeah. Brian Doyle Murray wrote yeah. Caddyshack. Yeah. And then he's on Basic Cable. With a point seven, not happy. Now the gentleman's <laughs> dojo is something that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're doing something. I'm do- yeah. I woke up out of bed. I missed the second half of the view today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> with- All right. Um. So we were talking off the air, and I thought this would be kind of fun. There, <laughs> you used to open for. <laughs> you used to. <laughs> this is embarrassing <laughs> that we're bringing this up. Yeah. You used to open for Ralphie May. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and I would walk up on stage, and then they would people would say in the audience, "Oh, he doesn't have an opener." <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, look, he's no opener." Okay, so you used to open for Alfie May, yeah, and now you get to work with, yeah, this guy. I went from theaters to coffee shops. <laughs> would you shut the fuck? I don't work in coffee shops. That's. <laughs> I don't know where why you'd say that. What what are the big contrasts between working between opening for Ralphie and opening for Steve Burns? Money's myself? better well, with Ralphie. With me, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. First class accommodations. There's no a condo. You don't stay at a condo, well, right? You, no, I I senior act. 
your act deserves to stay. I've never I've never shared a room with Ralphie, like a hotel room. Yeah. Which as a headliner is embarrassing that a club is only providing one hotel room <laughs> and you have absolutely no pull in getting a second room. No, so, I, I I definitely have tried. How, how, you've tried. <laughs> but how does that make you feel when you walk out and you just see me sleeping on a pullout with my boxers on? I mean, it's got to it make you feel a little. It literally makes me want to quit comedy. It's embarrassing. It makes me want to end up on Shark Tank pitching some new idea because I got to get out of this business. And you look out the hotel window and we're in Buffalo. Like, yeah. I mean, that's never fun. Pretty brutal. No. But Buffalo's I, a great city. I miss, great people. Love great it, club. Love it. Love it. And by the way, you know, I got to call you out on a little scam that you do. Every city we go to, every city, at yeah. the end, I don't care where it is, and you could mention to me that you can't get out of that city quick enough, and you say to me, and you say to the people on stage, I'm going to be recording a new album, I That's may not, do it here. No. You did, you've done it in every city, and you tell me behind the scenes, you're like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this shithole. I then don't you're say going, that. And then you're going up and, and saying how great the staff was when you couldn't find somebody to get your chicken bites. Gary, 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 these are all things you have to do. When you're a headliner, <laughs> okay. When you are a headliner and you're you're accommodating and facilitating and and you know being the headliner that a headliner should be, those are the things. All you have to do is go out, welcome, yeah. get the chicken fingers. Next yeah. week, you know, uh, you next do week- you do say though that almost every time you're like, hey, let's you know, I, I'm thinking about filming my special here, and most people don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know why you're telling people that because you're never going to film it there. Because, I mean, first of all... I, I may. Really? Yeah. You're I don't think, know where I'm going to film it. You're thinking about bringing the special to Buffalo. I would do it, yeah. You would? I would, because it's, it's a market where they don't really have many specials filmed, so it'd be kind of a cool thing. As opposed to L.A., there's something filmed here every day. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that... I, I don't think it matters where you go. I think you're still going to have to put in cardboard cutouts to fill the seats. So when they do the swooping shot, it looks like there's people there. Well, just as and, long as you... Uh, pass out enough candy to the audience and get them hyped up and have have your little dance contest. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm booked that day. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I I, I miss material. Ralphie. I miss Ralphie. Okay. Now you open for Ralphie May. Not yep. only that, you had to. <laughs> yes. You had to sell his merch. I did sell his merch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was also cut in on some. You're you're one of the few guys I worked with that actually has more merch at the end of the week than you did starting <laughs> the week. I don't even know how that's possible. All right, okay. And you're the only guy that brings his merch to a show in the hotel laundry bag. And I've seen you do it. You have what? eight CDs in a hotel. You think Ralphie's bringing it in like a pirate treasure chest? He's got it in big suitcases. He's got a concert-style venue set up behind him where it says the sizes. You literally have six CDs in a Hilton laundry bag. I've seen it. It's yeah. embarrassing. It's and embarrassing. then somehow you end up walking back to the hotel with nine DVDs. Apparently, people come back to a show and return them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. Okay. But we so end you, up with more. Great, great. So you sell merch. I sell and merch. You told me something that yeah. this is a few years ago, back in the day. Back in the day. You're a young single man out on the road. Mm-hmm. And what is it you did with the merch? We, uh, I was no, 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 there's no we. Okay. There's an I. Okay. Take responsibility, okay. be accountable. Okay. Again, this is what openers do. Headliners, it's all on me. That's why I say it's great to be here. I love your city, all that stuff. I was selling, <laughs> I was selling his merch. Yes. Ralphie was backstage in the green room. Right. There was a couple that was hanging out afterwards. A right? couple, okay. couple. And the girl was hammered. He was sober, completely sober. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. Okay. And she said, I would love to get some of his merch. 
However, I have no money for the merch. And I said, well, at, at, at what point at which point most guys would be like, I'm sorry about that. Right. I apologize. Thanks for coming to the show. Right. But you don't do that. I say, are you willing to get some of the merch in trade? Jesus right. Scary. And she says, what do you mean? And I said, I think you know what I mean. And she says, hold on a minute. Let me talk to the boyfriend. This now, is cr- I didn't know all this stuff. This is true. This is crazy. She goes over to the boyfriend, right? Yeah. And starts talking to him for a couple seconds. I'm disassembling the merch How good table. is this merch? What is the merch, <laughs> by the way? Like DVDs and shirts. He's got DVDs and shirts, right? Jeez. But, may- I mean, you know Ralphie's got a lot of merch. Yeah. So maybe there's like five DVDs, you okay. know, six shirts, whatever. So we end up going. The, the, the boyfriend agrees, right? This is crazy. And says says no problem. So her and I go into a bathroom at the comedy club and uh, just start making out. That's really it. Mm -hmm. Very, very little touchy-feely, right? So I end up giving her one DVD. And she says, well, wait a minute. I I thought there was more involved here. And I said, no, I can give you the whole collection. Back to the broom closet. I can get you the whole collection if we go into the green room. (laughs) Jesus, Gary. And I'm satisfied. (laughs) Are you serious? Absolutely. She says, let me talk to the boyfriend again. No. Nope. Yes. She talks to the boyfriend. I don't know how close they were. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ. Are we you end serious? up we end up going to the green room, right? <laughs> she um uh gets down and uh takes care of business for daddy, right? What is it what does that mean? Um oral. Okay. Yeah. Mouth. And yeah. uh <laughs> and, the, and she found how long did it take for her to find your clitoris? <laughs> Then, yes. then she literally, the minute she finishes, she literally takes, she finds a uh, sheet of paper that's sitting on the table, Yeah, <laughs> wipes her mouth and Ew. says, where's the rest of the merch? Oh my God. And How good is this material? I'm literally giving her eight shirts and five <laughs> DVDs for a value of probably $180. And she's walking out like she just won- Something big at a carnival. Good. It was the God greatest Almighty. thing ever. Yeah. And, and and Ralphie has busted my balls from that day forward about me giving away his merch for a little gratification. I hope your mom listens to these podcasts. Well, she won't because she'll be like everybody else. <laughs> Jesus, Gary. The Gentleman's Dojo, all things comedy. <laughs> Coming at you. <laughs> my do you, God. Do you, have, do you have a good story? I mean, I yeah, I think every comic when you're out on the road, I've never had to trade anything because my material has stood for itself. Right, and that would be the the honeydew, and I would attract you know all, all the all, you know that's my pollen. Right, you you don't have to give away merch. Yeah, right, because you figure I'm not going to give away merch when they've already gotten free tickets. Like at some level, <laughs> you know, there's no reason to keep giving free, free, free. Right, you would rather drag the merch back to the hotel room and ship it back to L.A. Rather than sell it, right? Of course, right. Yeah. But right. but you would do that anyways because you open for me. And you You're one of the few this. comics that I mean, when they give away free tickets, the two drink minimum is also included. I was like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> okay, all right. So yeah, your I, story. <laughs> your story. Yeah, most clubs they make money off the two drink minimum. They give away the tickets, then they make money. Yeah, but they're like, fuck it, let's just take a big loss. <laughs> let's just take a loss. Let's just get people okay. in here. They'll see that Jay Medicine hats here next week, and let's just do it that way. Yeah, <laughs> Medicine Hat. R.I.P. Passed away. Yeah, stop bringing him up. R.I.P. Okay, it's from the fine folks of the G.D.O. 
Gentleman's Dojo. Okay, please stop. Okay, go I, ahead. I did have an experience. I was in a... I forget what city it was. This is years ago. Again, I was single. You go out, as you know. Well, no. Um, <laughs> I would go out and meet girls afterwards, Gary. I wouldn't be on you're Craigslist. Few, I wouldn't be on Craigslist. You're one of the shows. few headliners that does not pick up a meal. You're very you cheap. shut the fuck up? You're, you're, you're one of the few guys that will be like, hey... I'll, I'll I'll pay seventy percent of the mozzarella sticks that we order. You cover the thirty, or or I, I get have... this from you. You cover the tip. It's like you cheap prick. <laughs> You'll cover the tip. Never, never. This is true. You know every meal we've ever had. I always pay for it. That's always. Not, well, no, no, no. Because I could go back and start naming stuff. Go ahead with. Oh your please, story. this is. I know you're making jokes and making yeah. funnies. Okay, a whole tour. You're smiling right now. You piece of shit. A whole tour. Every dinner, every lunch, I paid for you, okay? So our last trip of the summer was to Hawaii. Right. And we did a show there. Yep. Again, dinner, all the good stuff. We go to get Cold Stone Creamery. Yep. Okay? We get some ice cream. You paid for Cold Stone. This is the last last uh, show of the summer. You pay for Cold Stone. My wife and I go back to my hotel room. I wake up, <laughs> and you slid the Cold Stone receipt yes. under my door and circled what I owe you. Yep. Of course, and you and you wrote on the receipt, check, and I and I will take a check. Yeah, of course. You are a cheap piece <laughs> of shit, Gary Cannon, an absolutely horrible person. Your story is, you were talking about the road story. Oh, so now we're talking about Gary. He doesn't. Okay, so that's true. So yeah, I, I go I go out one night. I met this girl. She was at the show. Had a great time. Do some drinking. Go to Denny's, classic, go back to the hotel. Wake up, you know, she's uh she didn't leave. I had to go do morning radio. So I go do morning radio. And I come back from morning radio and I'm in the elevator. And my stomach kind of has these pings and pangs and never had it happen to me before. Um and then just all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, I get this hot flash like a complete like sweat across my forehead and I'm thinking oh my god maybe it was like maybe it was like the future me letting me know in 10 years from now you'll be doing a podcast with Gary Cannon I think that's <laughs> <laughs> but I get this hot flash and I think oh my god what and next thing I know boom I shit my pants <laughs> just a complete yard sale like everything must go these pants are ruined just brutal and it had never happened to me before so all of a sudden you're doing the recollection. What did I, what, how, how did this happen? You're thinking, oh, I had some shots of Jaeger. I mixed it up with tequila. We go to Denny's. I get those buffalo tenders. It's just a time bomb cooking. It's a right. pressure cooker in my tummy. So I'm glad I made it through radio. But I'm in an elevator. And it's contained. And then all of a sudden the doors open. You realize, oh, God, the world's out there. Right. I've got to go face the world. And I just rocked a deuce in my Lucky Brands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go out. And now I'm thinking... Oh, God, is she still in the room? It's right. been two hours. Hopefully she's gone. Open up the door. Presto, who's in the bed? The girl. I'm thinking, oh, sweet Jesus, this is not happening. I take my pants off in the hallway. I run down to the Pepsi machine, and I throw everything out. I'm pulling my shirt over my <laughs> over my privates. I'm a right. grown man, you know? I run back into the uh, hotel, in, into my hotel room, take a shower. Detonated the bomb. We're done. I clipped the wire. Saved the day. Uh -huh. Nobody knows. Right. Nobody knows. Get dressed. Crawl into bed. Bed's wet. 
as I crawl into bed, I, I feel this wet bed, and I see her, and she wakes up, and she goes, oh, no, and she starts patting the mattress. I go, <laughs> I go, what? She goes, I am so sorry, but sometimes when I drink, I can pee the bed, and I sit there, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. She goes, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally cool. She goes, really? I go, yeah, yeah, these things happen. She goes, these things. She goes, you're being really cool about this, and I was like, you want me to show you how cool I am? Come outside of the Pepsi machine with me. Let me show you what a cool guy I am. Let's let's open that trash can and see these pants. That Did I you have. show her the trash? No, of oh. course not. No. <laughs> but when she's telling me how cool I am, it's like, no, not cool at all. I just shit my pants <laughs> 15 minutes ago. So I am the last person in the world. That is the worst feeling. I've done that before. Of course you have. As they were calling me up on stage at the Hartford Funny Bone. No way. Yeah, I had You did some, not. I, they you were performed? literally. No, 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 no. The, the guy, they were literally calling me up from the back booth. And I, something happened. and it, <laughs> Something happened. And I literally went in the back. And I, I had to run to the guy and tell him to slow down with the uh, announcement. Because I was, I, there's that what shock. What did you do? Um, I, I went to the bathroom and I think it, it wasn't that bad. But I remember I took off. I was wearing a thong, and I remember I just took it off. And oh, wait, wait, what? Uh, um, and then, but your story's crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, wait. So you right rocked the deuce the in your pants, right? You basically took uh, your act in your pants. A, a, a champion in my act, right? No, no, no. Champions. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's an hour special. <laughs> There's no take it. You, you check the reviews. You, <laughs> you took a your act in your pants. Yeah. And then you you still went on stage that night? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? I'm a professional. Yeah. I really did. I, I, I went in, cleaned up a little bit, and then I had to go oh, back up on disgusting. stage. And uh, That's then, absolutely disgusting. Then I uh, took a second shit on stage. <laughs> <laughs> there was the first one, and then there was the second one. The first one. one was just a pink spoon. It was a For, sample right. of what's to come. And the then you the really... second one it was in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a big crowd because I remember working with Ralphie. So, oh, would you yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're performing in a mall in a fucking mall in Hartford. And that's <laughs> that's the peak of success. I get it, Gary. Any other uh, crazy hookups that you've had? Uh, I do remember one time. This was maybe one of my favorites. I used to do audience warm up on Dancing with the Stars. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. And one of the guys that was on that season was mm-hmm. uh, Wozniak, Steve Wozniak. From Ooh, Apple. From Apple, right? Okay. Him and I became somewhat buddies. We became friends after the show. Because you guys have a lot in common, the same body type. Same body type. Yeah, like the shape of, you have, you have the, like the bodies of a cubicle worker or a scallop. <laughs> like uh, Dilbert. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so I remember uh, one time I was going to be performing at the San Jose Improv and Steve Wozniak said, hey, why don't you have the club give you the money for the hotel mm-hmm. and you can stay at my place? Are you serious? Yeah. Shut up. This is your story. Really? He said, you can stay with me. Like and- one of the founders of Apple. Yes. And you're crashing at his- I've stayed at his house. Yeah. Okay. So the San Jose Improv put you up at a really nice hotel. So I ended up staying. They were supposed to put me up at the Fairmont. So I ended up getting like an extra $1,000 for this crazy time that I was going to spend at Wozniak's house. Yeah. So I just remember there was a time when uh, I it was my, my very first- Threesome. Never had one before. Never ever had one. With Wozniak? With <laughs> and his cat. Um, <laughs> I had a threesome with these two girls, right? Yeah. And then I remember at their hotel, this was after a show, and it was the only one I've ever had. And then I remember driving back to Wozniak's house 
and just sitting out on his deck, like overlooking like the San Jose Valley. Yeah. And just thinking how great was that? Like it was just this really cool moment of, oh, wow, when, you know, it, this great night ended this way and then I get to stay at Steve Wozniak's house. It was pretty cool. But then you go up and you're like, oh, I still got this act. I still write. No, nothing. Even can... with this act, it's allotted me all these amazing things. Oh, so really, Steve. Anybody in... Guess what? what time it is. Oh, hit it. Let's do this. Do it, yeah. Do you know what our prize is today? I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. Oh, let me look at the list. What do we got? By the way, we love this. Uh, one of the things that we like doing um, here at uh, ATC, which doesn't happen at many other podcasts, I don't think, is we're big on giving stuff away. Yeah. I love it. I mean, our, you, our, you find a way to get these amazing prizes. So. You know, we get these sponsors that come in, and you know, we, we, we always do that. And so I'm, I'm just really kind of happy that we, uh, we get to do this. And um, this is pretty cool. We always get these cool sponsors that help us out. And uh, this is kind of cool. We have one of the brand new iPads. That Are we you just, serious? I would love to take it. I can't, obviously. We have problems. Uh, but um, we have a brand new iPad. It's got like wow. 64 gigs of memory. It's absolutely amazing. It's the the white case. I hope that that's okay for people. Um, but it looks absolutely beautiful. And uh, I want to give this thing away. Thanks okay. to our sponsors over at the Apple Store here in Los Angeles, The Grove. Uh, let's do it. You cool with that? Give me a number. I always pick the number of uh, what caller you want. I'll say caller eight. Let's do caller eight. Phrase that pays. You're going to walk away with this amazing 64 gig Apple iPad. I love it. Last time we, we gave away um, a TV. It was great. It, yeah. I love it. We got Okay. And we got a friend on the line right now. Oh. Yeah. So you. Uh, what's up, buddy? What's up, bud? So, so uh, this is literally our fourth podcast yeah. we've done, and this is one of my favorite human beings. And the fact that he called in on such short notice, I love him. You guys know him from Impractical Jokers. How about it for Sal, everybody? Oh, round of applause for Sal. Hi, Sal. <laughs> Sal, you are on with Thank Steve Byrne, myself, hello. Gary Cannon, um, and Gary. Hello. Hi, hi, Sal. We wanted to recollect about what an amazing experience. I've had not only just on the road. That's how we kind of met. Let's just talk about that. We met because in Practical Jokers, Sullivan and Son, we'd cross paths on the road, and that's kind of how we became friends. Yeah, I, we met at I think like a Just for Laughs, and I went up to the bar, and you were at the bar, and we kind of turned toward each other, and I said, "Oh my God, I'm a big fan," and you were like, "Oh my God, I like your show too." And we were like, "Oh my God, let's order a million shots." <laughs> <laughs> it was a ton of shots, and actually, Al Magico was there. From the Daily Show and all things comedy, obviously, and uh, and then we just hit it off, and so we'd crisscross paths. And what would happen is, we as comics would year after year after year would be touring, and we'd still be in the same comedy clubs, and you guys were in theaters, <laughs> and now you're in your fifth season, right? Uh, we just uh, we just well. Uh, okay, so the fourth season's coming to an end, and hopefully, knock on wood, yes, fifth season. <laughs> I got you. I know. I, okay, okay. So, yeah, but congratulations, yes. kudos. Now, the reason I had you call in is because the other day we got to experience something amazing. I think something every kid or child dreams of, and that would be... We went to The Price is Right. <laughs> we went to The Price is Right. <laughs> And not only did we go to yeah. the prices right, but you guys almost hijacked the audience 
<laughs> the Impractical Jokers hijacked the audience. Of the, it was like a show within a show. That was so much fun. I was so happy that you could come with us because I gave you short notice on that one. And uh, I was like, please, please come with surprise. <laughs> First you were like, I don't know if I can make it. And I just kind of kind of think I looked you in the eyes and all I said was, it's the price is right. Right. <laughs> and then and then you were like, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the twinkle in the eye. It was like, dude, are you serious? I mean, how many how many times do you get to see Haley's Comet? Let's go do this, bitch. You, Steve, and you had like, never yeah, been there for all the times you lived in L.A.? You've never, never been, been to Price is okay. Right. And I just think of back in high school, sure. growing up, you play hooky, you're in you're in sick, you watch The Price is Right, and it's like, now we get to see it, and you go there, and it's everything you ever thought it would be, plus more. I mean, it's beautiful, it's energetic, it's colorful. Seeing just the studio, the models, what was your take, Sal? Yeah, I mean, exactly right. First of all, that's so funny because I associate the prices right with being homesick. I really do. Like, I don't know why. I guess that's what everyone does, you know. But uh, I've always tried to go to, like, even for the last, like, 15, 20 years. But the thing is, you got to get, like, a ticket and you wait online starting at, like, 4 in the morning. Right. But we had an inn of a friend who worked there, so it was, like, no lines. It was, like, the best possible scenario. And you go in, and again, you're all, they, they, they keep it like very like authentic and nostalgic. It's colorful, and it has like flashes of the 70s in there. And um, Drew Carey did amazing crowd work. Um, and, uh, and we sat down, we sat right in the front, me and Steve sat next to each other. And you're just like, oh my, it's like you're, you're inside your own dream. Yeah. Like, didn't it feel surreal? It, it is surreal, and then you're also like a cheerleader for any contestant there it's almost more exhausting being in the audience yeah. than it is being a contestant because everybody's pumped and rooting for him and joe with you guys with, with the jokers is literally telling the audience members what to bid they're literally turning around getting advice from joe <laughs> and joe joe actually got the guy on the stage did he yes. yeah yeah he did he did and he, and he would have got the other guy on the stage but the other guy misheard him and said nine fifty instead of seven fifty, like a huge dope. But um, <laughs> you know, but we, we we looked at each other after like the first ten minutes. We were there for about ninety minutes. But first fifteen twenty minutes, we looked at each other. I was drenched in sweat. Oh, me too. It it, it is such a chore because the way that it goes is every single audience member, anything that happens to anyone, it's like the best thing that ever happened. And that's for ninety minutes straight. So we lost. We all lost our voice there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was insane. It's the closest and then you thing. Have fun, you realize, yeah, you realize you get. What are you going to say, Steve? It's the closest. It, it's the closest thing to like seeing a group of adults act like children, like the euphoria of oh. Christmas or free stickers or you know, like the the joy a kid gets when you get an animal balloon. It's like, oh my god, this right. is fun! <laughs> and it's just a, a room full of adults going batshit crazy, like everybody was injected with liquid cocaine and Red Bull. It was so fun. <laughs> It was exactly that. And if you act like you have a vest, a vested interest, like anyone who gets anything, like who gets up there is automatically your best friend. And, the <laughs> yeah. best friend. And, and then you also realize that you can say kind of whatever you want because it gets lost a little bit in the crowd and they can't really pinpoint who said what. So like we were screaming things immediately like, oh. get your head out of your ass. <laughs> and, <laughs> you and, fucking and, moron. And, yeah, we literally like, don't. Fuck this up for us. Like, for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Joe, like during commercial breaks, they're playing like upbeat songs and the crowd's dancing and stuff. 
and then and then it would get quiet before they start taping again. And Joe standing up, chanting, let's get sexy. (laughs) And you got a whole room full of, like, people chanting, let's get sexy. And they're getting ready to film. And the woman, and then there's an audience coordinator during the showcase showdown. And every time they announce a prize, okay, so they go, you get to go to Belize. You get a boat. You get a car. She's standing on stage, like, doing all these hand motions, like, like, guys, guys, energy, energy. And then during the bid, she's like, what's your bid? What do you think? And Sal, Joe, Murr, and I are literally impersonating the woman on stage. (laughs) And she sees us, and she's giving us the cut sign, like, stop fucking mocking me, you assholes. Start cheering. It was the greatest. But, Sal, I love you. I, I love you too, buddy. You are truly the best. You really are. Can I also say really quickly, when you guys got to go backstage where all the games and stuff were, and you realize like they're all clumped together. Like they're all like the the cliffhanger game is next to the Plinko board. Yeah. Like it's all we saw Plinko. It's all right there. And when you get up to the uh the set close enough, it's amazing how cheap everything is. It's it's lit up the right way oh, that it looks I thought, great. I thought the exact same thing. The wheel was like a piece of plywood. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard it you guys great took, on TV. You guys took the block off so you could spin it. There's always that lock lock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can't yeah. spin it. Yeah, yeah. They they've had that for years. And the studio looks so big, and it's not. They make it look when you see you're a kid at home. You're like they're running down. It feels like miles yeah. before they hit the it, contestants row, and it's tiny. It really dead is. On, dead, dead on. Dead on. Like on TV, sometimes it takes oh, like a, a person like a minute to get to the stage, and in reality, it's like a good fifteen foot sprint. It's yeah, like, it's tiny. So much. <laughs> and then in the back, when all the world the games were, they were all like covered in sheets yeah. and stuff. It was actually kind of depressing. Like they were like in the dark in the back, just like clumped together. Like dead bodies. Like, oh my god. They look like de- <laughs> dead bodies that nobody claimed at the morgue. <laughs> By the way, I just I just saw the one where you guys were at the uh, half price ticket line in, on Broadway, and it was so funny, so funny. I love oh, that thanks, one. Thanks, man. Yeah, that guy ended up choking me. There was a war vet that ended up choking me. There. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked when Joe was looking for Larry. <laughs> so funny. Well, love, Sal, you, thank I, you guys. I completely me. love you, and we'll do it again. I love I love hanging with you. We have so many great stories, and over the course of the next. You know, a few episodes, we'll have you come on again. But, dude, I would never have gone to The Price is Right if not for Sal. You are, I love you, buddy. I continue success. We love you. Love the show, bud. I love you, too. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, You got it, pal. Bye, Sal. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we are, the finish line, episode four. Gentlemen's Gentlemen's Dojo. Dojo. Where can we find you, Gary? Canon Comedy. Canon Comedy, that's right. Yeah. I I still can't believe you have balls to say that. (laughs) Steve Byrne Live, keep in touch. Let us know what you think of the show. Yeah. Uh, And keep in touch through All Things Comedy, guys. Uh, Everything online is All Things Comedy. I want to throw you a compliment really quick. We are out of time. So next time, remind me, I will give you that compliment. All Things Comedy. You know what's funny? I like the 